Hello, welcome to FinTech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, we have Michael Storov, CEO and head of product for Nebius. Nebius is an online platform that lets people borrow, transfer, and even rent cryptocurrencies. And I brought him on to discuss basically what it is he's doing and more so the larger crypto realm in, in general. And with that, here's my interview with Michael. Michael, thanks for taking the time today. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on the show. So Michael Storov of Nebius, tell us about Nebius. So uh, Nebius is the crypto collateralized lending platform. It's uh, basically a platform that allows people who own cryptocurrencies to use those cryptocurrencies to get loans. And the use cases for that are numerous. People get loans for daily expenses. People get loans to finance businesses, buy cars, or reinvest in other digital assets or stock market or other things. We also offer a whole variety of fintech services, crypto services that go with that. As you mentioned, crypto renting is one of our products that we have. And uh, we have a whole multitude of other accompanying products in our ecosystem that allow people to stay on Nebius and not leave Nebius when they become Nebius users. That's our ultimate goal. Oh, in a way, you're kind of a crypto bank, but more so a crypto facilitator, for lack of a better term. Kind of, I would say it's in between. We can't really say that we're a bank. That's actually like- um, But the legal things around that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on compliance, but I like to pitch Nebius as being the revolut of crypto, if, you, if you're familiar with it. Oh, crypto. that's a big claim. No, okay, fair enough. And for those of you who don't know, Revolut is one of the world's largest challenger banks who uh, recently left Canada because Canada's regulations, that's terrible, but I'll stop complaining about my homeland and we'll move on to this uh, topic of the day. So tell me about your involvement and the foundation of Nebius and, and how it came to be. So I actually joined Nebius as COO and head of product. I wasn't the one who founded Nebius. The founder of Nebius, is, his name is Sergey Romanovsky. He founded Nebius back in 2014. When Nebius was founded, Nebius was first a P2P lending platform and then went through multiple iterations until it became what it is today. I myself work on every single aspect in the company in terms of COO. I work on every product, current and future. And as I said, uh, the claim of uh, being revolute of crypto is kind of uh, what I'm hoping to achieve and where I'm hoping to take Nebius uh, in the short or well, in the long term or hopefully even in the short term. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, our timing on this is rather ominous as we were talking before we started recording. Today is May 20th. I record these things in advance. And for those of you who pay attention yesterday, yesterday was one heck of a ride. The 19th where Elon Musk decided he was done with crypto a couple of days ago and then the, or done with, done with Bitcoin that was, he still loves Doge for some reason. And we saw, uh, I think, what was the low? Was it like, was it 20, about 33,000 or something like that? It came coming off its peak of 60-ish. So uh, it's been a wild ride the last couple of days. And I'm sure a stressful one for anyone in the crypto space. But as I said to Michael, when we started this conversation, if you wanted a life where you didn't have a lot of stress, you wouldn't have gone into crypto. <laughs> So is what it is. That's 100% true. I mean, yesterday was a, was a hectic day for everyone. The markets collapsed some, like at a certain point, the collapse went lower than 50% on a lot, of, a lot of cryptocurrencies. So yeah, it was pretty crazy, but it rebounded, which is good. We'll see where it goes. We have high, high hopes that it's not going to be a, a crash like uh, back in 2017, I believe, right? 2018. So um, that was a very short-lived crypto winter, okay? <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I would have figured we wouldn't be at these levels yet, but you know, we're all just full of screwy things. So yes, uh, not not as bad as the last major correction. That I agree. So let's dive in, in particular, to consumer interactions with your platform, and mm -hmm. specifically, you know, where what's the real kind of core value proposition of of Nebius? 
it's the ecosystem of products. It's as I said, our main products is loans, but we have all of these other products that go with our loans that allow our users to not leave Nebius for any of their needs. So people can uh, add funds to their, to their accounts. People can exchange. Basically, we had a, a fully full-blown like trading platform directly on Nebius. People can get loans. People can rent out their cryptocurrencies to earn, and they can access a whole variety of uh, cash services as well. And we're expanding those continually, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's it's the whole ecosystem uh, part, uh, I believe. As I said, that's that's what I'm trying to build. I hope I've already achieved that to a certain degree, and uh, I'm exp- continually expanding that. We've also recently added crypto insurance to Nebus, meaning that people can actually insure their cryptocurrencies by a $100 million insurance policy by Lloyd's of London. So that's also another cool... Is it problem. up to $100 for them, or is that your total aggregate insurance that you can offer amongst it's, all the vendors? It's total aggregate. It's total aggregate. Uh-huh. But and so, we, so we manage our, all of the assets and all of our assets under management to make sure that all of the funds that our users insure are okay. covered. So let's okay. Let's go back and talk about. Let's talk about the insurance before we get over to the lending side, and then we can go through each of the functions one by one. When you talk about insurance, are you insuring for a market downturn? Like, what are we talking about here? Hacks, lock, losses of keys, insider mm. theft, things like this. Basically, we when people uh, open up a Nebis insured vault, we transfer those funds, the funds that people put in those vaults, to Bitco, which is a mm. huge institutional uh, custody. Uh, well. In custody, uh, what's it called institution? Uh, how do you say it properly? Custodian. Yeah, custodian. Exactly, that's the word I was looking for. They keep the crypto in custody, and when while the crypto is in custody with Bitco, it's insured by Lloyd's of London. So that's uh, that's how the process works. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, similar to kind of like deposit insurance that everybody's more avail- more familiar with, right? It's not so much about protecting you from loss, it's protecting you from not market loss, but you're being protected from things that can go wrong with the institution you're dealing with, which is a huge, huge leap when it comes to trust, right? Like being from Canada and, and the Quadriga scandal of what happened here <laughs> and whether or not that guy's still alive or not. It's a very, you know, it's something that worries people because they see these blow-ups happen, especially early in fledgling industries. Being able to, to say, no, no, not only do we hold your stuff, we also have insurance and proper custody only goes a long way to giving people certainty and, and, and reassurance that something like they see in a news headline is not going to happen to them. So let's get into the lending side. Basically, I see here you have a free three-month zero interest loan and you have a flexible loan facility. Let's talk about, and I totally understand the motivation for this. I mean, you know, someone who basically is a long-term believer in, say, Bitcoin probably is, doesn't famously doesn't want to sell or use the term diamond hands or whatever else it is. But at the same time, they have other needs in life, right? And I mean, those needs may be temporary or long-term. And having, in, like anything else, using an asset for collateral for a loan is a natural way of accessing that, except that traditional banks aren't exactly about to deal with this. So talk to me about how your lending facilities work and what the costs are to the consumer and you know just in general, the structure. So where, where, where should I start? Because I mean, the product is, is, is pretty big. Let me split out like you're, you're, you started talking about it a little bit. We have, we have two options. We have quick loans and we have flexible loans. Our quick loans are 0% interest for three months. All right, and it's kind of let's say for mm-hmm. daily needs, um, the, it go they go from fifty euros, dollars or pounds all the way up to five hundred euros, dollars or pounds. There's zero percent interest. The only thing that people pay are a loan origination fee of two point five percent, and they can pay back their loan at any time within those three months. Early repayment option, which is free. 
Then, then we have the flexible loans. Flexible loans are for, again, a whole variety of purposes. We can customize our LTV. Users can customize their LTVs from 50% all the way up to 80%. Interest mm. rates vary depending on the LTVs. So interest rates go from 6% all the way up to 13.5%. The terms are up to 36 months, right? And people can take uh, loans of up to 250,000 euros. I think that about sums it up. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, 6% is a pretty reasonable rate for you know a non-mortgage secured loan on something, especially with this volatility. 80% loan to value, that raises a number of questions. I mean, first off, yes, you're going to charge more in interest to make it worthwhile, but is there a margin call concept built into this? Like, What happens if the loan to value of the asset drops below 80% of the loan? Uh, then there's a margin call, of course. Okay. That happens. Again, our users have a whole variety of different use cases. So we give them the choice of selection. And our loans aren't based on, let's say, 50% LTV, 60% LTV, 70% LTV. They can literally choose, I think it, it skips uh, 2% each time. So they can go up mm-hmm. from 50 all the way to 80, choosing 100% what they want. Margin calls do happen when you take out a loan at 80%. But for that, mm-hmm. we have a functionality that, that's basically, it's called automatic. First of all, we have health monitors that, that show people the, the like how healthy their loan is. We send out emails to inform people that a margin call might be approaching. Right? And we have an automated system that also can, in the event of a margin call, can automatically take any crypto that you have on your, on your hot wallet and use that as collateral. So, Got it. So there's a kind of a variable, there's a, like you can attach other wallets to it to act as kind of a variable form of collateral. So I'm not pledging that now, but if it does climb. Your Nibis wallet, your Nibis wallet. Your so, Nibis wallet. Got yeah, it. So any, any additional funds that you hold on Nibis will be accounted for as collateral if that option is selected. So again, our goal is to help our users <laughs> keep their uh, their cryptocurrencies, their investments, and, and not uh, get margin calls and not get their, their assets liquidated. But it does happen. Like yesterday, it did happen to a few people. Sometimes it, 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 the, the market drops so fast that, that uh, our system doesn't even have time to warn. Actually, none of our competitors have time to warn. This happens everywhere. It can drop mm-hmm. like 30% in 20 minutes. When that happens, <laughs> no automated system in the world will have time to send out an email to warn you that, hey, please log on to your account and add funds to Nibis <laughs> or close your loan. Yeah, sometimes the, this happens. So again, it's on our users to choose what they want. And it's on us to educate our users to make the right choices and to understand what they're doing. Well, the funny thing about the volatility is that yesterday's margin call could have been today's margin positive position, given you know, you're looking at 30, was it 35 and change going up to 41 in a day. So it's like... <laughs> But before I even had a chance to fund the margin call, I might be back in the, in the green again. So um, this is, again, volatility comes with the territory when it comes to crypto. But it's the same thing, you know, with, with like on trading platforms, with like stop losses. And yeah. like people set stop losses, uh, the, the prices drop, <laughs> assets are sold, then it jumps back back up. That's it. People, people lost their investments. They saved them to, to, to some extent, but they lost them as well. Excellent. So that's the lending side of it. Let's talk about the renting side of it. So how does crypto renting work? So crypto renting is very much like a crypto savings account. People can deposit funds into a crypto renting program and they earn a certain percentage uh, per APY per year. Basically, we pay people for the use of their cryptocurrencies. That's it. That's how it works. Uh, There's a minimum uh, lock-up period of, well, depending on the program, there's a minimum lock-up period of either one month or 
four months, and the APYs go from 3% all the way up to 6.75% on Bitcoin and Ethereum. And we pay out rent payouts or the earnings, uh, as we call them, in cash, in euros, actually. Again, uh, Nibis is, let's say, pitch to a certain degree is we bridge crypto and cash or we allow people to bridge their crypto and cash. So we give out rent payouts in directly in euros uh, so that people can start spending their earnings from day one. Well, I mean, it's it's funny. It's not unlike a deposit account, like you said. I mean, and frankly, that's what the bank is really doing from you. They're basically letting you, you are renting your money when you deposit cash at a bank, right? You're essentially giving it to them and someone else is, uh, someone else is using it on the back end, even though you don't see that and you're getting paid for it. So is that a regulatory issue? You can't call it interest, but you can call it rental income. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. Actually, you know, it's more of a marketing thing. Like we, let's say, I think it speaks to people a lot more. It differentiates us when you, let's say, and, and it's also very, let's say, we don't need to explain to people what we do with the cryptocurrencies, right? So we do get uh, these questions that are asked, but let's say if you rent a car, the company with whom you're renting your, your car isn't going to go and ask you, hey, so what are you doing with that car? Where are you going for the weekend? It's kind of like you've rented it. It's yours. This is kind of the same approach that we have. And again, so it's more to differentiate us. It's a, it's a kind of, let's say, newish concept. It sounds cool. And uh, people are liking it because it's, it's, it's very direct. It's very clear. And, uh, and yeah. And we have great rates. I mean, 6.75% on Bitcoin. Honestly, in a centralized platform, I have not seen rates like that anywhere else. At least none of our competitors have rates like that. Excellent. So that's two of the of the facilitations or two of the products. You talked about transfers. So is this just a standard type of crypto wallet or is this something beyond uh, crypto wallets? Standard uh, type of crypto wallets, although we do have a whole variety and array of fintech services associated with that. Obviously, mm -hmm. crypto transfers easy, right? Send, receive, deposit funds, withdraw funds. We also, on the crypto side, we have a very cool uh, feature uh, allowing people to send crypto to other Nibius users for free and instantly. I believe I haven't seen that on any other platform. I, I know <laughs> a lot of really? in the market and I haven't seen that functionality anywhere. It's kind of, let's say, like within a bank, right? Uh, again, going back to the Revolut idea, <laughs> Revolut allows you to send money to your friends and colleagues uh, for free. We're doing the same thing with crypto. So you can send any amount. There's no limits. I can send you 20 Bitcoins right now and you'll get it in, in, instantly in a second and it's going to be absolutely free. There's no minor fees, gas fees, et cetera, associated with that. So that's on the crypto side. On the fintech side. Um, yeah, talk, tell me about fintech side. What else are you doing? So obviously people can add funds with their bank cards instantly. People can withdraw funds to their bank cards instantly anywhere international that's it works globally people can this is the feature that we have that's that's pretty unique as well in the, in the space people can add cash to their nebus accounts at physical retail locations called cash collection points so this is like a shop you go with the qr code and you can deposit mm -hmm. cash and the, that cash will be reflected in your nebus account within 15 minutes which is pretty cool <laughs> so it's basically it. anyone who's unbanked uh, can access uh, fintech and crypto services and start buying crypto, earning, sending money, et cetera. People can- Makes sense. You're providing a point, you're basically providing a point of sale solution, right? So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Soon we will also allow people to withdraw funds directly to cash collection points to physical retail locations. We currently don't allow that functionality, but we will soon. We also allow people to top up their mobile phones with cash or with crypto directly. So any, I believe today we work with approximately or more than 500 phone operators around the world. 
So you can top up any phone instantly. I can top your phone. <laughs> if you have a pay-as-you-go plan, uh, you'll receive the funds and uh, that's it. What else do we have? We have supercharged transfers. That's basically a technology that we acquired thanks to a partnership with a company called Vault, where people can, Nibis users can top up, add funds to their Nibis account by basically it's a technology that debits cash directly from your bank accounts and transfers it to Nibis. So it's it's a transfer, but it's more like a payment, real-time payments, and you get the funds directly wired, uh, transferred onto Nibis. So yeah, those are kind of the services that we have today. We're continually working on new ones. We hope to release the Nibis MasterCard sometime this year, hopefully in the future. So yeah, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely doing everything a bank does and getting there and doing it in the crypto realm. No, yep. smart. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I'd say your your analogy of the, uh, was it the uh, revolute of crypto is is apt because I mean, you're, you're literally getting into all those, I mean, all those areas. I was going to say, except for an exchange, but then again, everything in crypto <laughs> is for an exchange, right? So it makes a lot of sense. Our exchange isn't like our main product at all. As I said, we, mm-hmm. we are a crypto collateralized, crypto backed lending platform. That's our core product. That's what we're developing the most. That's what we're pushing for the most. Any, like, like let's say a lot of future products that we're developing are built around that whole concept. The exchange is there just to allow our like our users to access that functionality and, and, and be able to trade, sell their Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin to get a loan, et cetera. It's there, again, for the whole ecosystem purposes. Excellent. So we've talked a lot about specifically like core bank functionality. Is there anything beyond we've discussed that you kind of see, maybe not right now, but aspirationally you'd like to try to accomplish in the space? Aspirationally accomplish in the space. <laughs> so no, I, I see a lot of things that I want to accomplish in the space. The only thing is that I'm afraid and to speak about them right now on your show. <laughs> <laughs> it only it, it airs in a month and change. So if you know if you basically if it's not going to be any before then, if it's going to be announced after then, then that's fine. After today, then it's fine. Well, look, one thing I can say is that we are launching Nebius for institutions. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the same product as crypto collateralized lending but for institutions. So it's for big institutional mm-hmm. clients that, that have cryptocurrencies and that I want to use those cryptocurrencies to get loans for primarily for reinvestment purposes. So we're launching that. Further down the line, we are launching a lot of things, as I said already, that will go hand in hand with our crypto back loans product. Let's put it this way. That will help. How do I say it so that it sounds cool, but not not doesn't reveal anything. It will help people transact quicker and accomplish what they want to do quicker than ever. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's saying something, but yeah. That's as much as you can say without getting in trouble. Okay, good enough. So uh, before we wrap up, there's always three questions I ask everybody to kind of end on a positive note. I'm going to ask them of you as well. If you had one wish for something you can change in your company or in the industry as a whole, what would it be? Oof, God, interesting. That's the one that stumps everybody. So I always give it first because if you need to come back to it, we can come back to it. No, 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 no. I, no, I can answer it straight away. So um, we're in, in our final steps final stages of, a re- of releasing our iOS app and Android app. So our apps, surprisingly, we still don't have apps because we started with the, let's say, desktop dashboard uh, functionality first. I would probably do the other way around. Uh, internet is primarily mobile today, so it makes sense to release the app first and then do a desktop. That's probably one thing I would change. But anyways, uh, it's, it's kind of irrelevant now because the app is going to be released within the next week. Yeah, it's interesting. I generally agree, but I do wonder with certain financial services, especially the act of lending money and not if 
I feel like there's a different, especially between generations, there's a different level of comfort with like something I can do quickly on an app versus something I can sit down and, and at my desktop and contemplate. Maybe it's just showing my age, but point is, I think that there are different levels or, or different demographics that see it differently. And I think I, I almost feel like to some people that the desktop app is the more serious app than, than the mobile one. But nevertheless, both well, are that, necessary, that, vitally. That was the logic. That was the logic behind the... Yeah approach of course but again i'm speaking based on data right and yeah based on data i can see that most of our users are mobile and yeah. we, we do have a, a web mobile version of our of our platform but again it's not an app it's not the same thing an app is, a, is always an app it's there yep I, you can instantly access it you don't need to enter your pass, password every single time it's just an app <laughs> excellent second question for you what's been the single biggest challenge in getting the company to where it is today that's an even more interesting question because the first one I could answer this this question is a bit. Um, I think it's it's the same answer as a lot of people would probably give you. It's acquiring new users and building that trust, right? So it's it's trust and and users, right? And and the two are interlinked. Building trust is key for us as a financial uh, platform, and uh, that in turn will bring us more users. So those yep. two things. Yeah, it's not an uncommon one in the crypto realm. Uh, you know, more often than not, the most popular question is find the right people. But I mean, you're in a more let's call it frontier industry still. I mean, as much as crypto has become mainstream, it's still still not quite as mainstream as other financial products. So the trust factor is something that is still a huge huge issue with countless people. I, mean, I still remember ten years ago clients telling me that I have never once put my credit card into into a computer, and I never will. It's just like, well, okay. I that's, remember, that's, I, I remember those times. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. And it's just like, but why do you want your life to be hard? I don't understand. And then the last question is for you. What excites you the most about what it is you're working on these days and gets you up in the morning to keep on fighting the good fight? I think this is something like for me personally, I like and I love building cool products. And I hope that I'm building a product with Nibis that is really cool, unique, and has its own, let's say, tone of voice and brand. That's what gets gets me up in the morning because I want to be working on a kick-ass project and I want it to shoot to the moon, shoot to the stars. That's what moves me. That's what drives me. And hopefully that can be seen in Nibis. Excellent. Not an uncommon answer is uh, you know, the creator's <laughs> answer. So sincerely, I uh, think that's very, very easy to understand. When you get to see your ideas come to fruition, it's something that's very, very addictive to people, I think. Anyway. Well, again, as I, I, I'm head of products, I'm, I'm yeah. So you better be excited about it. <laughs> Let's face it. Yeah, I, I love I love building products. Uh, that's that's what I do. I love building products. I love building startups. I love creating concepts. I love seeing those things come to life and uh, i like uh, forecasting and uh, let's say strategizing the future of all, all these things and uh, hey if i come up with something that's uh, totally unique and uh, no one has it and it's going to take us to to jupiter <laughs> perfect excellent forgot <laughs> have you why because you gotten away from saying to the moon is that what it is further out <laughs> that's it that's it That'll be the next one. Anyway, Michael, thank you very much for your time. I sincerely appreciate it. And I uh, encourage anyone who's interested in uh, borrowing or lending within a crypto space to check out uh, Nebus. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jason. Take care. And that was today's episode of FinTech Impact. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you, um, at least in the last couple of years on this podcast, begun to see the emergence of the conversations that have gone from this is a great idea to now this is actually becoming a great business. And that's one of the more exciting things I've seen in the crypto sphere over the last couple of years. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever it is that your podcast. And until next time, take care.
This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.